welcome to Wanja City. My name is Wanja City and you are now on board a rebuilding tour. In this tour, we are going through the memoirs of Nehemiah from the book of Nehemiah in the Bible. Welcome to the home of the audacious, where we have more than audacity. We are Wanja City. In the first episode of Rebuilding, titled Rebuilding, right here on Wanjasity, I talked about my love of watching various building, restoration, fixing up houses, yards, kitchen, pools, shows like that. Basically anything property development. Just watching though, I am no expert at any of it. We also heard in that same episode of Rebuilding that our lead character in this series, who is Nehemiah, has something to teach us about rebuilding, just generally even our lives. In the last episode, we mentioned Nehemiah's rallying call to his people to arise and build their wall and gates, to remove the shame and get some security. We had also had some of the importance of gates and walls, which in a word is security. The whole reason our star character in this tour, Nehemiah, took leave from his comfortable government job, by the way, he was the cupbearer to the king, very comfortable job, somewhere in the diaspora, in a foreign land, so he took leave to return to his homeland to uplift the welfare of his people in Judah by charging them to rebuild the broken wall of Jerusalem and their burnt down gates. In this episode, there is little talking, little discussion between the characters, plenty of action though. The people get to work, literally, sleeves are rolled up, it's building time. The people are working in sections of the wall, going all around, organized work. We expect nothing less because God is a God of order after all. So you can expect his people, led by a very strategic leader as we saw Nehemiah to be, to be like their God in heaven. So what we'll do, we'll go through different sections of the wall building uh, that I've picked up as I read the book. It was interesting that I'd never seen this before. And you can do the same. It's really not complicated. Just pick your Bible, read, ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. Then ask and go like Nehemiah did. Or like we saw Nehemiah do in the last episode. It's go time, people. It's time to build. It's time to go to work. Chapter 3 of Nehemiah begins with a high priest whose name was Eliashib and his fellow priests going to work and rebuilding the ship gate. That is a fabulous start. The high priest and his fellow priests rebuilding. When the very top leadership get to work, can there be a better motivator? And they worked on the ship gate. How appropriately named now I want to know, do, do you think they knew that they, priests, that they were prefigured the ultimate shepherd and priest himself, high priest actually, Christ, you know, our ultimate good shepherd, refer to John chapter 10. The high priest was the supreme religious leader or figurehead of the Israelites in those times with special duties of other priests whom he oversaw and coordinated. I think it still happens. And he acted as a mediator between God and the people. A very special position and very powerful at that, which as I understand was hereditary. You had to be born male and blemishless in that ironic priestly family to qualify to be a high priest. But we're not here to discuss all that. We're here to talk about rebuilding the broken down wall of Jerusalem and how the high priest and other priests rebuilt the ship gate. And how that is a great example to follow the supreme religious leader showing their way being like jesus our good shepherd to the sheep then what's not to follow then the priests dedicated that sheep gate that they had rebuilt and set its doors in place 
I feel like this is a whole sermon. I suspect it is. If you read John 10, you'll get it. Right, the priest. The priest put the doors in place. Correct. Complete it. And they built it as far as the Tower of the Hundred. I don't know why that is called that. So they built as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they also dedicated. That's, this is a great start. High priests and priests, we should copy this. Rebuild the sheep gate. We, the sheep of the good shepherd, are need to rebuild our relationship with our maker and that would be so ably led by a godly leadership. We are told that the men of Jericho built their joining section and the next was by someone named Zakur. Which brings us to the next major section, the, sh the fish gate. Yes, fish gate. I know, it's a fishy name. It was rebuilt by the sons of Hasena who laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place and then others repaired the next sections listed. Okay, let me insert here. Please read so you can see them all, as I won't be mentioning all the names of the builders here. One, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Two, for time's sake. And thirdly, I've chosen to highlight what pops out or what just jumps at me. Like at this fish gate, where we are told there was a certain section the men of Tekoa repaired, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors or their governor. <coughs> Fishy, fishy, fishy behavior going on here at the fish gate. Some people just have to pull rank to get out of work. Everyone else is doing. I guess they feel or they felt that as nobles, they were above it all and it was the work of the rank and file to do it. Shame. A noble is not merely a position. It is a character. You're charitable, you're gracious. In fact, I will say it here. True nobles are the ones who are there rebuilding with everyone else and leave this fishy behavior there at the fish gate. The third gate is the old gate. It was also repaired, beams laid, doors put and bolts and bars in place. Like the other gates, different sections were repaired by different people who are mentioned as it should be. Acknowledge the people for their good work. I noticed here that one of those sections included places under the authority of the governor of across the border. Do you remember this from episode 1? Nehemiah got letters from the king, who was his boss, to give to the leaders across the border for safe passage. Turns out that was wise, I wager. That also facilitated smoother repairs of the places under this governor's authority, by the way, it was the trans-Euphrates border. I also note that goldsmith, a goldsmith, yes, built a section, and even a perfume maker repaired another section. This is amazing. Seems like business, <laughs> sorry, building was open to all professions, goldsmiths and perfume makers, and both genders, it seems, because listen to what verse 12 tells us. It says that a man named Shalom, who was ruler of a half district of Jerusalem, repaired a section with the help of his daughters. Yes! <laughs> ah, yes, so far I've only read who and who, the sons of this one or that, until Shalom's daughters. Good job, girls. We can rebuild too. What a beautiful lesson. Actually, what beautiful lessons all around from the old gate. Let's see what gate number four has. And that's the valley gate. We are told very little about this, save that Hanun and the residents of Zano rebuilt it and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Are you seeing a pattern here developing of doors and bolts and bars in place? Even for a non-construction expert like me, I observe the pattern and I acknowledge the importance of a well-bolted door. So they repaired the wall as far as the dung gate, which brings us to our fifth gate, the dung gate, also known as the refuse gate. 
Yes, I agree. Not a very appealing name. But it was also repaired and true to pattern had its doors put in place, bolts, bars in place, correct form. We won't stay long here. So let's move to the fountain gate, our sixth gate from this chapter. We are still in Nehemiah 3, just in case you have forgotten. And reading this brought to mind certain shows I've seen of pools built and gardens restored. <laughs> I hope I can afford my own gorgeous pool in my own yard in this lifetime, sometime soon, so I can fully enjoy it and all its parks. <laughs> but I digress. At the fountain gate, which is where we are, and as you can imagine, awesomeness! It was also rebuilt, doors, bars, and bolts in place. And there was even roofing over it. Shalun, who is the one who was repairing this section, repaired also the pool of Siloam by the king's garden as far as the steps going down from the city of David. Let me ask, is this the same pool of Siloam mentioned in the Gospel of John when Jesus heals the blind man in chapter 9 of John? What about the man healed at the Bethesda pool in John 5? Is this the same pool? Also, the mention of it by the king's garden and city of David, this is enough motivation for me. I also hope to visit these exciting places sometime soon. Maybe tell you about it too. You know, a girl can dream. Dreaming is free. You can't stop me. It would also be great if I found someone with some architectural understanding of what these walls and the directions are. These gates are positioned to the north, eastern, western, south, east, etc. I have no idea what all that means. A compass in my hand is just an object. But let's get back to our rebuilding tour. And there's, as Nehemiah mentioned here, I think it's different from our main character, who was mentioned for making repairs as far as the artificial pool and the house of heroes. Just more awesome places to visit. Is this to say there are some natural pools? Also noteworthy is a man named Baruch, son of Zabai, who, quote, zealously repaired and, quote, a section. I only mention him because his zeal is singled out. And next to him were priests. And earlier on in the verses, we had seen there were Levites who also repaired certain sections. And of course, there were others too, not just priests and, re and rulers and Levites. We are told of temple servants living on the top of a hill called a fell who made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate. I kid you not. I'm reading it as I see it. The water gate. This is our, our seventh gate that we find in Nehemiah 3 and not the infamous one that you may have been thinking of. So these temple servants made those repair, repairs opposite the water gate towards the east and the projecting tower. And next to them, verse 27 tells us, The men of Tekoa repaired another section from that great projecting tower to the wall of Ophel. So are these the same men of Tekoa whose nobles could not be bothered to work over at the fish gate? It seems so to me because it says they repaired another section. So these hardworking men of Tekoa from the fish gate are here at the water gate to help out. <laughs> Nothing fishy about that. The horse gate is next and our number eight of these walls from Nehemiah chapter three. We are told the priests made repairs each in front of his own house. Then some other men are also mentioned as making repairs, including a guard, some person named Shemaiah, son of Shekaniah, I think. I told you these names are hard. So the guard was at the east gate, what I am numbering our ninth gate here. And the repairs were made by the guard and other men listed, each repairing their sections. Another goldsmith, whose name here is 
Malkaija also made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants opposite the tenth and last gate on our tour today, the inspection gate. Recall how in rebuilding episode 1, I mentioned that the structures must be inspected and approved as fit for habitation. So this repairs opposite the inspection gate and as far as the room above the corner and between the room above the corner and the ship gate. Yeah, all these, they were mentioned. So yes, we are now between the room above the corner and the ship gate. Hey, we started here. Uh, this part, we are told, was made or repaired by the goldsmiths, merchants, who made these repairs. We have truly come full circle. Literally, from the ship gate through all those 10 gates I mentioned to inspection gates and then back to the ship gate number one. And along the way, we have mentioned many corners, pools, walls, gates, bolts, bars as possible, not forgetting the actual builders themselves. We had high priests, fellow priests, rulers, Levites, men and sons and daughters, different professionals. Remember the goldsmiths, perfume makers, the guards, merchants, all and sundry. Of course, minus the fishy noblemen who did not dull their industrious men of Tekoa who we especially noted, including men like Baruch. Really, it seems it was open to all professions, both genders, and regardless of societal rank, rank. The only one who could stop you from joining the work of rebuilding is you. We haven't seen much of Nehemiah, our star character, as indeed a good leader would, in this case, be in the background. No doubt doing his bit for the cause and letting the builders shine. Also ensuring credit was duly given to all the men by recording all these people's names for us to read centuries later. Good job, Nehemiah. And good job, everyone. Great job, actually, rebuilding. And for us who are listening, let's build, y'all. Let's build. This has been the third episode from Nehemiah 3 on this awesome rebuilding tour. Join us next episode on Wondrosity for the next installment of Rebuilding. In the meantime, do your part, work on your section, build! And remember, you're like a city on a hill, cannot be hidden. So, go forth and shine and build.